Welcome to Slut Era. Episode two. Woo! Breakups. Yay! <laughs> Things have taken a turn. Things <laughs> have taken a turn. And in the true spirit of living my best slutty life since recording our last episode, I've been dumped. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> if anything's for the plot. Exactly. It's this. It is sad, but I thought it was a good opportunity to explore the idea of breakups, if there's a good way to break up, if there's bad ways to break up. I mean, there are. There definitely are. (laughs) And then just ideas on how to get through it. um, Yeah. And And I've like been the breaker upper Mm. and you've been the dumped this year. So. (laughs) Okay, Meg. (laughs) Need to rub it in. Fucking hell. Two different perspectives. That's true. That's true. Yes. That's our USP. (laughs) Yeah. Break up. I thought that we could start by doing a little tarot pull on the theme of breakups and see what resonates. So I'll go grab my cards and we can get started. Okay. I have my new queer tarot cards that I got in Brighton. Almost like Katie went to Brighton, I said, (laughs) when she came back. Yes. I got a tattoo. (laughs) I got a tattoo. I got cards. They're witchy and gay. I've been broken up with, so I think I deserve it. Yeah, you deserve all the little treats. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Okay. Oh, cool. The two of wands. Um, It's a woman and she's holding the world and she's wearing cowboy boots. I think the wands are about, like, work. And I feel like you put a lot of work into your previous relationship. <laughs> I love the way you describe it when you're like, Meg, you really put your pussy into it. <laughs> you did. You put your pussy into that relationship. Yeah, I really did. Okay, so the two of wands. I can just hear Boba screaming. <laughs> she wants to fuck so bad. Uh, we had to shut Boba away because she was screaming so loudly for sex. So the two of wands. Future planning, progress, direction. It's time to take action steps to continue manifesting your great plans. The Two of Wands encourages you to focus, continue on your path, see the big picture and think about the long term. If you're in a partnership of any kind, whether for business or love, move forward together, not separately. Set small goals leading up to your bigger goals so you can tangibly mark your progress, especially if you're feeling like the road is taking so long to travel. Keep your priorities in mind when you feel yourself straying from your path. So I think in terms of breakups for you, yeah. I feel like your previous relationship, you were putting a lot of the work in, but it wasn't necessarily a partnership. I think at one point it was, but towards the end, definitely not. With this, it says if you're in a partnership, move forward together, not separately. You and David are making lots of plans for how like your lives are going to look together. Yeah. Thinking about moving in. You've mentioned to me before about feeling a little bit overwhelmed by like choices and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think the smaller steps that you've taken, like even just going to house viewings and that kind of thing. Yeah, and- the fact that we're not like just going all in straight away. And there's been a lot of very clear communication as well. Take your pick, my wife. Ah. Oh. The fool. The fool! Oh my god, it came to your throat. <laughs> I love the fool. It's my favourite tarot card and I'm actually going to get it tattooed. It's all about new beginnings, which makes sense. Yeah. I also feel like she looks a bit like me. Yeah, do you want to describe yes. the card? So uh, on this one, it is a femme. I think I remember from the book uh, that their name is actually Alette, they, she, and there's a little dog whose name is Lana. Um, They are wearing a pink dress with like checkerboard 
arms what's how do you describe those arms um they're called like bat wing sleeves bat wing sleeves and then the main body of the dress is like kind of neon pink with purple flowers got a little thing in their hair long dark hair like i have (laughs) and there's a rainbow in the background and they just look like they're vibing um and the keywords are spontaneity optimism innocence do something you've always wanted to do what's something you want to learn on this new journey is there something you've always wanted to live but haven't had the courage to start the way you're putting yourself out there like Katie's already been on lots of dates yeah and I think as well something that I've been I was sort of thinking about even before this breakup was kind of how I want my relationships to look and I think sort of embracing more I suppose casual relationships Mm -hmm. in a way that lets me prioritize myself not that other relationships mean that you can't but just remembering that I can kind of design what I want my relationships to look like but I love the fool and I'm very glad it came up (laughs) (laughs) we asked for stories about breakups and so on on our socials Um, is this the one you sent me that's really funny yes (laughs) strap in guys I'm just going to read it as it's written we don't have any more context yeah broke up with a guy after I found out he was cheating he ran to the bathroom and pretended to throw up and pass out (laughs) I have such a visceral like vision of this mm-hmm. where he's gone to the toilet, slammed the door, and then he's just stood there making retching noises. <laughs> like just going like bleh, bleh. And then when she doesn't come in to be like, Oh my god, I'm sorry, you okay, take me back <laughs> he then proceeds to lie on the floor. Like cause he can't have like just dropped, you yeah. know? He would have positioned himself, closed his eyes and been like, I'm gonna lay here, fainted. He must have stuck his leg out from under the stool yeah, for sure. To been like that would, that's a very difficult position to fall in. But still been like, ah and I've fallen and I can't fallen. get up. And like no matter how much I wanna break up with some there's there is no way I'd be like, well, they threw up and they passed out, so I should probably stay with them. <laughs> yeah, this um, person who submitted this is a friend of mine, and she's actually very good. I don't think she intends to be, but she's very good at dropping stories like this. Almost like clickbait, where your mind fills in all these details. Yes. One, one favourite of mine that she's told me before is that she shat herself at a JLS concert. <laughs> <laughs> and so... The image that I have in my head is that she's on her friend's shoulders and Aston or whoever, I don't really know JLS. I'm trying to think of a bop of JLS. Comes out, like, beat again plays. Yeah. She's just so excited, she the... just voids her bowels. <laughs> and shit stands for person. Yeah, that was always the image. And then, like, a year after, she was like, no, I just had diarrhea. And I'm like, oh, oh. I like it my way. Yeah, I think your way's better. I just wanted to ask about your funny breakup stories i don't okay. have very many breakup stories and mine aren't that funny like mine tend to just be like we had a sad talk and then we decided it wasn't gonna work out <laughs> i'm sure that yours were yeah. difficult at the time but now some of them sound funny so <laughs> oh yeah they definitely are funny got like a top four top four i've got top four okay go for it okay i would say the first one was when i was about 13 14 mm-hmm I've been hanging out with my friends in town, as you do. We'd gone to get McDonald's because we were hungry. I was meant to be going to my boyfriend's later that evening for food. He calls me and he's like, hi, when are you going to come over? And I was like, oh, I'm just eating McDonald's, but, you know, I'll be over for seven. He was like, you're eating now. And I was like, yeah, I'm just having, like, a mayo chicken. (laughs) And he was like, oh, 
okay, I just can't believe you're doing that because my mum's making his dinner. And I was like, well, I'll eat dinner too. And he was like, okay, whatever. Maybe just don't come. <gasps> Hung up on me. And I was like a deeply insecure emotional teenager. So I kept calling him and calling him and calling him. Mm. Had a complete meltdown when I got home. Oh no. Um, and yeah, the next day he dumped me over a mayo chicken. But then I continued to date him for like another year. No! And lost my V-plates to him because I'm a fool. Oh God, the mayo chicken boy. The mayo chicken boy. Number two. That would have to be Bean Man. Oh, um, episode one, fame. Yeah. <laughs> the man who broke up with me to work for Heinz Beans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, who actually broke up with me because I didn't tell him that I was cutting my hair and that I got a fringe. And um, he came around to see me and I opened the door like, surprise, look, I've got new hair. And I've never seen someone look so horrified. And um, we did a bit of friends with benefits maybe six Mm. months later. And he told me he broke up with me because I got a fringe. There's so many elements of that story that I find really funny. I think one is that whenever you mentioned that the fringe scared him off, it reminds me of like babies or little kids when their parents change their hair. Oh like, yeah, when men shave their beards. Yeah, like yeah. I remember when I was younger, my mum dyed her hair and it really freaked me out. But you know, I was a child, whereas this was a grown man. And then there's just the idea of him being like, I'm sorry, baby. The beans are calling me. Yeah, the beans. I must go to them. <laughs> I've always but wanted also, to pursue a career in beans. I, <laughs> I do not think. Worth it. How much more threatening would it be, though, if I'd had a fringe and then just suddenly started scraping it back and I had like a giant forehead? I mean, mm. I do. I have a very big forehead. <laughs> but like, if I opened the door and I was like, oh, I've never seen your forehead before. Number three. Number three. <laughs> After Bean Man. I met a guy at a house party, uh, started dating him. He was a 19-year-old estate agent. Oh. Can you think of anything more fucking boring? No. Like, estate agents are the worst. I mean, I've never dated a landlord, and that would mm. be rock bottom, I think. Yeah. Or, but you at know, least, like a... At least they'd have money, though, pedo. whereas estate agents are, like, the worst. And he broke up with me at a bus stop because he said I was too boring. And I remember just turning to him and going... You think I'm boring. (laughs) You, the estate agent, think that me, myself, I am boring. Maybe he's only interested in estate agenting and you weren't providing that. Maybe. I mean, I did live at home. He couldn't value my house. (laughs) That's all he wants from a girlfriend. That's all he wants. And now I have to walk past him every day. We walk over the same bridge, so he's walking with his dog, and I'm walking to work. But I've always wanted to stroke the dog, but this man will not look me in the eye. And we see each other every morning. Maybe you just, like, maybe he can't look at you because he's like, God, she's just so dull. She's so boring. <laughs> I can't I even bear to look at her, I'll fall asleep and lose my dog. I won't even let her stroke my dog because she might get her boring on him. <laughs> um, should we go for number four? Yes, please. This is your favourite. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope he doesn't listen to this. I, I hope, hope he, he does. <laughs> um, so I broke up with someone and very on brand for them when they had to leave. They had no clean pants. <laughs> but rather than taking their dirty pants with them and washing them at a different location, they washed them here. <laughs> and then I had to sit there while they hung them out on the error, weeping. <laughs> And I've never wanted to pull my own skin off (laughs) more in my entire life. 
And I then had to convince them that maybe we shouldn't watch a movie while their pants dry. (laughs) And maybe they should leave. Because we were, in fact, broken up. Because I was like, do I leave the room? I was just sat on the sofa. (laughs) Oh, it was brutal. It was so brutal. Well, I don't have very many fun breakup stories of my own, but I do have a couple from friends. So one of my friends, when she was like, I think 17 or 18, she had her first boyfriend. They just weren't that compatible. He was a bit boring. Um, (laughs) That's my trigger word, Katie. (laughs) Sorry. It was you. (laughs) It was me in a wig. (laughs) And my friend was an estate agent. For whatever reason, she wanted to break up with him, but she was really stressed about doing it because she didn't want to be bad. She didn't want to be mean. She was like, there's nothing wrong with him. It's just not for me. So she planned out what she was going to say on cue cards. She told me about this after it happened. I went round to her house because we were going to different schools at that point. She told me about the cue cards and I was like, what? And she was like, I didn't... Did she use them? I don't think she took them with her. She just kind of used them like you would use revision cards going into an exam. Oh my god. Um, Did she get an A star and breaking up? Well, the best thing was, I was like, what did you say? And she was like, oh, I listed things that I liked about him to kind of soften the blow. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but one of, this was the real sticking point for me that I found really funny and we still bring it up to this day. One of the things that she said was, I really respect your morals. And I just burst out laughing and was like, that is scraping the barrel. (laughs) That really is. Like, I really like that you don't lie and you don't, like, murder people. (laughs) Um, I really like that you're not a paedophile. And that you're kind to your parents. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) When she came to our party, she wrote on the board, like, "I'm I'm a hot bitch because I respect good morals. I wondered who that was, yes. and I was like, this makes no fucking sense. <laughs> That's who it is. Who is this Christian bitch in our household? The irony is, I don't even think she really does respect good morals that no. much. I don't think... Well, obviously, if she did, she'd probably have stayed with him, because it would have been a bigger value to her. Um, so, yeah, I that's, like, one of the key breakup stories that I think of. Then another one, which I'd completely forgotten about, but after my breakup recently, I messaged a friend of mine and just said what had happened and think we were, like, getting back in touch anyway because I was talking about going to visit her and stuff. And she reminded me, because I was saying, like, oh, but, you know, like, I've gotten a lot out of the relationship, blah, 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 like, these are the things I've gained and was talking about it in a more deep sense and then was like, and also in literal terms, like... I got a bed out of it. And she was like, oh, that's great. Like, when I broke up with one of my exes, all I got was scabies. (laughs) He broke up with her and was like, I just can't do this. I don't think I love you. And then I think a month later came back and was like, "I, I think I just went like a bit insane. They dated for a little bit more, then broke up again. And he had given her scabies. What a cunt. And that winter, I think, I came to where she was living in Edinburgh for like a week. And I came and she was Did like, you get scabies? No, but her friend had just gotten scabies. So oh, if I'd have come earlier, God. I would have gotten scabies. Because it gets in the bed and stuff. So yeah, the whole time I was there, she was like inspecting the bed every night. Like, I thought I saw scabies. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So he obviously broke up with her because he wanted to go find some other puss. Mm-hmm. Found it got scabies and then was like actually everyone else is gross i want to come back with you (laughs) because you don't have scabies because you don't have scabies (laughs) p.s here's some scabies is there a good way 
to break up. I think there is objectively very shitty ways to break up with someone. Yes, yeah. I don't think that breakups can really, unless it's like very, very mutual, yeah, be I, a good thing. But I think there's a way of handling things. Yeah, I agree. And we've actually asked um, on our socials, as yeah. per Meg's suggestion, some questions. I think we should start with this one. Would you rather dump or be dumped? I'd rather be the dumper. Oh, really? Because I find, I don't know, I never think it's truly 50-50. I have been dumped many times and it feels awful. But I suppose I've only been dumped really in like teenage context. So it feels like your whole world is falling apart. I don't know, I'd always rather take control. Even if a lot of the time the other person knows it's not working. I've taken control of it, it's on my terms. And of course, I don't enjoy hurting people. But I would like to know that I've taken control of my life and my situation. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing as well, as somebody with anxiety, is it's that, like, I'm doing something. Um, Because I think the build-up for me is so much worse. No, Um, that makes a lot of sense. And you are in the majority, because 61% of people would rather dump than be dumped. Yeah. Would you rather dump or be dumped? It's really tricky. I've been quite lucky in that most of mine have been pretty... Mutual. Yeah, and even if it's not... I don't know, even if I've gone into a conversation pretty sure that we're going to break up, it's been more of a conversation by the end of which we've been like, yeah, this isn't working. Yeah. That, I would say, is the best. I mean, it's still terrible and yeah. awful, but I don't know, it feels a bit more like you're both involved in it. I hate dumping or like feeling like I'm going to break up with someone because I think I get really in my own head about when I should do it, how I should do it. I remember I broke up with someone and I think basically we'd planned to have a call because it was long distance. And over the weekend, I was going to stay with some friends who are doctors and I was talking to them about it. And I said, like, it's not working. The long distance isn't working. But also, I really don't know how to go about it Mm. um and they were actually really helpful because obviously they have to break news to people (gasps) yeah they have to tell people that they're gonna die yeah so they were like well one of the good things to do is like warning shots and i was like what do you mean and they said like well like if you're telling a patient that you know it's not good news just things like sort of indicators early on but not doing it all at once like not just being like feeding in gradual yeah Yeah. so they said you know things even like your tone or your like expression or sort of saying like i'm afraid it's not good news but rather than boo you're dumped yeah so they were like so you know do that like do like warning shots like don't be too communicative over messenger or say like i think we need to talk which yeah i think i think personally i would prefer some sort of indication of like something's wrong see i think that makes me spiral Mm. I would rather deal with it in the moment because if I have opportunity to, I'm going to make myself feel 10 times worse than I actually will. Another question was, would you rather be broken up with in person, over the phone, by text or something else or it's complicated? Most people said in person, which I think most people agree with. But for me, it was like, I can't travel all this way. Yeah, just to break up with someone. Yeah, because it was, you know, it was very long distance. Yeah. And then if we were meeting in the middle, it means like we would have booked something. Do you know what? It just gets very yeah. complicated. And also, to be honest, I wouldn't mind being broken up with over the phone. That doesn't mean you can't meet up again and chat about it, but it yeah. does give you the space to react on your own. I think if it was long distance, I'd be okay with the phone. I have another question for you. Yeah. We didn't put a poll about this one, but it is about timing. So if you know that you want to break up with somebody. Yeah. But they've got, I don't know, there's something coming up. 
how long would you leave it would you leave it would that be a factor um talking from personal experience Mm -hmm. there was trouble in the water for at least a year but this person was like my whole life I lived with them and as you said earlier I really put my pussy into it Mm -hmm. I really wanted to make it work but our anniversary was coming up and I just thought you know what maybe this could be the thing Mm. that really reignites it and I really wanted to have one nice memory kind of thing if it didn't and we had our anniversary and I think it was fine (laughs) I won't go into deep details but they got me a card and it was very lacklustre mm-hmm. and they wrote it in the other room and then handed it to me and that's when I kind of knew and then between our anniversary there was a month and it was Christmas with Christmas there's so much family and pressure and and I just thought I can't continue to put on this performance for the sake of everybody else but myself and I just couldn't couldn't do another Christmas so I just did it and looking back I think you should do it before the big event for yourself then you're not kind of putting on this front and it's so stressful and and then even for them because if they kind of know that you weren't in it during this big event it's gonna feel a bit like a betrayal so I have a friend who so she had a girlfriend then kind of went abroad uh, to study I think and like fell for somebody else but didn't do anything didn't cheat but the interesting thing was that she came back and I think her ex was in the middle of something like a dissertation and it went on for months like the deadline was months away and she waited until after it was finished because she didn't want to mess up the yeah which I just don't think I could do I don't think I could do it but props to her for doing it because Mm. something like that is really stressful as someone who had something quite dramatic happen just before I started my third year and doing my dissertation. Mm. It was really hard to focus on that. But again, I, could, I couldn't do it. I think also from the other side, I would hate to think someone was staying with me because of that. Because they felt bad for me. And I know it comes from a place of kindness. Maybe it isn't something I should feel bad about, but I don't know. I just hate the idea of it. I think also I'm relatively perceptive when somebody's not in it. Yeah, you're like me, you can feel the energy in the room. So then it's just this feeling of kind of, I knew something was wrong. And especially if I've been asking. Yeah, to be fair with the whole fat shaming thing. I think this is important context that people need to know about how shitty your ex was. This was two years before your relationship ended. Yes. During COVID. During COVID. And I'd been having issues with binge eating um and really struggling with my body image and acne and all sorts but um my partner at the time kept reassuring me I was beautiful and sexy and they loved me and I was running around the flat my underwear being like oh look at my bum and like trying to make a move on them all the time and I'd always get rebuffed and in my head I was like no I must be crazy because they've told me that they love me and they love me just the way I am so I'm just winding myself up I got into cooking and baking a lot. I've always loved baking. um, And I was making us our favourite pie from scratch. And they were being really weird and sat on the sofa. And I was like, what is wrong? Like, what's going on? Please talk to me. I'm really worried about you. And they turned around and said, it's just been really eating me up inside. But I'm just not really attracted to you anymore because you've put on weight. (sighs) And if a sentence can crush a person, that's it. And knowing that they'd felt like that for so long, 
but had been lying to me, yeah, I felt like a fucking fool. I just don't think I ever truly trusted him again when well, he said that I was attractive. Also, didn't he bring it up again? Because oh, yeah. I remember the summer before you broke up that you guys had a talk and you were like, we have to lay everything out on the table. And he was like, yeah, it still bothers me. And I don't think you're doing anything about it to change it. And he wanted me to get a personal trainer. I remember you saying that at some point before that conversation in the summer, I think you mentioned something like, oh, I'd like to get healthier or whatever. I want to go to the gym. And then he sort of said like, oh, you know, like if you're interested in losing weight, you know, maybe you could start like counting calories and we could get some scales. And you were like, well, no, to be honest, like actually when I was younger, I had an eating disorder. So that's something I really can't do. And then he said, but have you tried though? (laughs) Which I just, the audacity. We got in a row (laughs) because he was like, but have you tried counting calories? It might not re-trigger your eating disorder. I remember you telling me and me just sort of I mean obviously it's horrible but it's also so funny to imagine this person who's like speaking as somebody who hasn't had an eating disorder maybe you should just try maybe you should just try (laughs) having an eating disorder again in a more extreme way (laughs) yeah (laughs) Jesus Christ what a cunt but yeah so I I don't know for me I I think a as somebody who knows that a breakup is coming I find it really difficult to not show it I think once I've made that decision in myself like I wouldn't be able to put it off maybe if it was something really like I don't know there was a funeral or yeah you know something really terrible where they needed some support but I do I I can get really cold really quickly maybe this sounds really harsh but I think there is an element of kind of I'm my priority and there's only so much responsibility you can take for other people. Yeah. You are going to hurt somebody when you break up with them. That's sort of natural, unless and it's I think very amicable. But for me, in my past relationship, I was called selfish a lot. So I think I really struggled to do it for myself for a really long time. So I was like, well, I'm being really selfish because I'm hurting someone else. Mm-hmm. Being selfish is so important. Nobody's coming. Like, no one's coming to save you. You need to save yourself. Ultimately what I kind of come back to is, okay, maybe it will cause them some immediate pain, but also it's going to be much worse if you just last it out and you're not really into it. Yeah, I would never want to be with someone that didn't really want to be with me. Exactly. And, you know, when I have been broken up with, it is that thing of like, yes, it sucks and you absolutely have to grieve it and let yourself be sad and I'm not undermining that. But ultimately I would rather be broken up with than be with someone and kind of always feel like they weren't quite in it. It's more respectful in a way, I think. I think it is. And like the way I phrased it when I actually did it, I was like, one of us has got to call it. Do you think you can stay friends with an ex? I do think so. Um, I've watched you do it. I have one ex that I speak to from... Actually, two exes. We're very nice to each other and we speak from time to time. But yeah, I don't... It's not worked for me this time, not properly. But no, I do do think you can, but it's very situational. And I think you both have to be really communicative about your boundaries because otherwise it just doesn't work. Yeah, so the responses for this one, 50% said yes, so that was the highest. 35% said maybe and 15% said no. I thought it would go the other way. Yeah, I was kind of pleasantly surprised because I... Yeah, have stayed friends with exes before and have people in my life who have been exes. It's more common, I would say, in queer circles, partly because 
queer circles are really small compared to yeah everyone knows everyone and it's very hard if your whole community is kind of hinging on who you know yeah um and in fact i think in polyamory it's quite a big thing and an important thing to almost discuss ideally before you're even thinking about breaking up like what would happen if we did because if you're friends with your friend's partner does that mean you can stay friends with them this kind of thing so i think it's definitely more common the way i've always viewed it is acknowledge what your boundaries are what your needs are but there's no reason why it can't change into a new different type of relationship but you do have to give yourself time i think that's really where another way that polyamory and monogamy differs Mm. because yes sometimes you're friends with them and then get in a relationship with them monogamously whereas with polyamory it's much more fluid and relationships change and i think you use the phrase like de-escalate the relationship so I don't know how I feel about the term de-escalated. I do understand where it comes from because saying break up or dumped or whatever, it gives this idea of like, we've broken up and that's it and we're not friends. Done, over, it's the end. The reason I don't like it is because it, to me, it implies that say being friends is worth less than being in a relationship. Yeah. Which I don't always vibe with, but I understand language is hard. And I guess it's more like, I want to have a relationship with you, but some element of it has been removed. Yeah. So like, for example, I think I spoke about a thruple that I was in last episode. Mm. I'm friends with both of those people now. Well, actually, when I broke up with one of them, I had to then work with them on a project. And yes, I forgot about that. And to be fair, I think even in monogamy, you know, there's times when that has to happen because, say, you're co-parenting still or... Like, I've heard stories of people who've bought houses or been in COVID and had to carry on living with each other for months. Yeah, what I found personally is that, and this was another question we asked, I found having a period of no contact, but, like, very set, like, we'll do it for this long, if we need longer, we'll get Mm -hmm. in touch, has been really important. So I tried to do that in this relationship where we had to immediately work on a project but we couldn't have no contact. And also I think we were both quite scared of losing the friendship. We've been very good friends before, but it got to a point when things had finished where I was like, I I really need some separation. And there was this huge fear, I think, for both of us that that friendship wouldn't come back. And I was actually talking to a friend of mine who was like, I'm going to remind you of something that you told me (laughs) when they were going through a breakup with somebody that they wanted to stay friends with, where they said like, I really feel like I need a break but I'm really scared that I'm going to lose them completely in my life. And what I said, which then came back to me because I was really giving advice to myself, (laughs) was if it's meant to stay, then it will. You said that to me. Because I'm really wise. You're so wise. (laughs) You're like a wise owl. It's the same sort of thing of when you're in a relationship and you're worried about telling somebody your needs. It's kind of like, well, if your needs can't be met, you shouldn't really be in that relationship. Do you Um, know what phrase I love? What? If I'm too much for you, go find less. I love that. I held on to that a lot. And that's the thing is you don't want to betray yourself in order to maintain any sort of relationship, even if that's a friendship or otherwise. My very first breakup was so amicable. We were essentially both moving to different places, but we were really good friends and that was at the core of our relationship. And we were both like, yeah, probably being in a relationship doesn't really make sense, but it'd be really good to be be friends. And they sort of said like, oh, should we take like two weeks where we don't speak for a bit? And I was like, sure. It honestly made no difference. Like we probably could have gone straight into just being friends again, but it didn't do any harm. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm always like, actually... 
you know, if it's meant to stay, then it will. I've known a lot of people who've taken like a year where they haven't really spoken and it's been a lot less defined than what I tend to do. But then they, you know, we're on really good terms now and maybe aren't best friends, but still get on and like chat when they see each other. Um, I think I kind of did it almost in reverse because when we first split, we saw each other very regularly. I really wanted to be his friend and we would go for coffee like once a week and then... I would come back and just be so upset. You kept saying to me, why are you doing this to yourself? Maybe you should take a break. And I think it was when I started kind of hanging out with someone else and then realised that, no, I need to really cut this off if we're ever going to be friends because we're just hurting each other. And I think that's the thing is even if you know rationally that something is over in a certain way, I, anyway, need a sort of time to emotionally adjust. And I think also to sort of ground myself back into myself and my life. No, I I needed to figure out what my life was going to be. So we've got some advice for getting through a breakup. Would you like to hear? Mm Mm-hmm. So the very first response we got, immediate and chaotic alcohol-induced karaoke night. Ooh, yes. I love that. I did a sort of version of that. It wasn't alcohol-induced, but it was when you were out of the flat, I was singing along to Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, yeah. But also sobbing. (laughs) Yes. I, uh, one of my friends made me a Dick Is Lame was the podcast, (laughs) not podcast playlist. And oh my God, did I shout, scream, cry along to that for a good month and a half. To be honest, I think that's a good way to deal with big emotions generally. Yeah unleash it in a certain you know healthy unharmful way it's great someone else has said take your space take space before being friends with each other yeah and try a new activity oh yeah put that energy into something else like podcasting (laughs) i was gonna say i mean if you're like me you could get a tattoo and then record a podcast (laughs) all about it someone else has put mute their instagram stories and then in brackets important Yes, because when I saw them whizzing around a skate park with someone I didn't want to see them with, it really messed with my head. This was something, this breakup, I was like immediately, you know, unfriend for now, mute. I know now from previous breakups that regardless of how I'm feeling, it's just... It just just makes you feel worse. Yeah, and I think as well, it's that classic thing of social media doesn't show... No, it's all all a lie. It's always going to give the impression of, oh, they're having a great time and they don't miss me at all and all of this stuff that, frankly, you just don't want to be thinking about when you're trying to focus on yourself. I would also say as well, blocking them from seeing your stuff. Yeah. So you don't feel guilt about what you're sharing and you don't overthink about what you're sharing and you can just be who you need to be. And also so you're not overthinking whether they're watching it or not. Yeah, I did a lot of, oh, they've seen that. Oh, they've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Someone else has said, be gentle with yourself and speak kindly about each other whenever possible. I really tried to do that a lot. I think I could have been a bit more gentle with myself. But no, I really tried at the beginning to say nothing but good things. I think I do agree that you should speak kindly about each other and acknowledge the good. I do also think there is space for acknowledging the bad. I think a lot of people, when they're going through breakups, it's very easy to fall into like, but remember when it was so good, remember all of these wonderful times. And I do think it's important to remember there is a reason you broke up. Say if you've been dumped, the main reason that it comes to, regardless of why, they don't want to be with you and you Mm. want to be with you. So that's something to kind of hold on to. 
And sometimes I think you just need a bit of a vent. Honestly, one of the best things my mum taught me, I broke up with the chicken mayo man. But she was like, you're never going to get over this until you get angry. So he'd bought me this giant teddy one Valentine's Day that had like the big heart, like Mm. really gross. And me and my mum took two knives to it on the kitchen table and literally destroyed this thing. And she was like, scream, just do it. Just let it all out. And that bit she knew. This is very similar vibes to when we burnt the picture and the socks of your ex. Yeah, did like like a a little spell. (laughs) In a glass bowl and the fire got like a little bit out of hand and I was like Meg we, we really need to run it under some water and you were like no let it burn yeah we didn't set fire to anything no um, it was okay but Katie convinced me to put it in the sink <laughs> but no I think it's true I think you need to give yourself space for different emotions so don't don't be so focused on them yeah you've got to let yourself feel it I think you know be mindful of if you've got mutual friends and things who you're talking to don't be on your Instagram stories being like they're a dickhead this is all the things they did exactly talk about it in a podcast eight months later (laughs) (laughs) I think what that also has reminded me of I suppose is I don't know whether you agree with this but I think sometimes with breakups there comes this sense of failure Mm, yeah and I think that's something else that I found really useful when thinking of things in terms of polyamory. This ex who um, I mentioned earlier, we're good friends now. And I would say in many ways, it's a stronger friendship than it was before we dated. Mm -hmm. I think I learned a lot about myself and I don't view it as a failure, even though the relationship maybe didn't pan out how I wanted it to. You said this to me because you were like, you haven't failed. You were in a solid, loving good relationship for nine years Mm -hmm. and not many people do that so it's actually really a bit of a triumph that you did it and you've now decided that it's not right for you anymore and that's also a really positive thing that you've put yourself first there's a book that i read i have a quote (laughs) you always have a quote i love it so it's called less by andrew sean greer it's really Mm. good i recommend it to anybody the book is about this guy called i think arthur less i've not actually read it in a while one of his exes is gonna get married and he goes on this big sort of tour of the world sort of to try and get over it and Mm -hmm. this kind of thing and on i can't remember where exactly he is he's in some different country and he meets a group of people that he knows and one of them is half of of a gay couple who he knows and he's speaking to this guy and he says like oh I always really admire you and your partner because I feel like you've really set an example for how like gay men can last in relationships mm. and that really inspires me and the fact you guys have been together for 20 years and the guy says like we're getting a divorce <laughs> and he's like what <laughs> but oh this guy replies and says like it's not a failure um, and the quote that I have is so they've been together for 20 years 20 years of joy and support and friendship. That's a success. 20 years of anything with another person is a success. If a band stays together 20 years, it's a miracle. If a comedy duo stays together 20 years, they're a triumph. Is this night a failure because it will end in an hour? Is the sun a failure because it's going to end in a billion years? No, it's the fucking sun. Why does a marriage not count? It isn't in us, it isn't in human beings to be tied to one person forever. Like, I was with my ex from being an 18-year-old to being a... 27 year old i'm a completely different person to who i was at 18 i mean that's your whole adult life in a way it would be shocking if you hadn't changed yeah if i hadn't changed oh god (laughs) 
you grow and you realise that you're not right for each other anymore. Something else is when you feel able to, just reflecting on what you've learned from the relationship. Yeah. I think sometimes it's really easy to spiral or get lost in the source which is one of my favorite <laughs> phrases get lost in the source <laughs> of just you know the misery and the like all of yeah. this stuff and actually it sounds lame but every failure is an opportunity to learn right yeah like, that's all it yeah. is it's kind of okay well i know why this didn't work and what i want next time next time i don't want somebody who calls me fat while i make pies <laughs> truly let's sum up okay be unhinged this is the one point you, where you can be as unhinged and, like, feral <laughs> as you want to be. Like, I feel like, yeah, you just get a free pass to be unhinged. You might be a bit of a mess. You might... Um, Cry mess. at work. My classic. <laughs> Though I think I did more of that pre-breakup than post. Which is probably a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> I think that makes sense. I think, as well, it's a really nice time to kind of just focus on yourself do things that maybe you've always wanted to do uh feel your feelings uh block mute, mute restrict social media take a break be mindful who you're talking to about certain things if you've got mutual friends maybe they're not the place that you go to to be like angry if it's a very long-term thing and a mutual friendship group thing, it, it's almost like a divorce. you got to think about the kids. Yes. I had two very good friends who were dating and broke up. This was when I was very young, but it happened just before a birthday party. And I think I'd already invited one of them just because of timings of who I'd seen first. Yeah. And I remember I told the other one. And I was on the verge of saying like, but you know, you can still come. It's not that I'm saying you can't come. And she was like, well, she's the better friend to you anyway. And I was like... Uh. <laughs> oh that's savage which i don't think she meant i think she was just in a rough place yeah. but yes i agree be nice things the kids <laughs> focus on what you learnt, but also focus on like the reasons you broke up i would say a classic nuggety to get over someone you gotta get under someone else oh yeah yeah honestly <laughs> it it's worked for me every time once you can i think that's when you know that you you're over it it can be a casual thing but as soon as i did it i was like i've made the right decision and as someone who was fat shamed having someone else call you sexy is very validating and i think validate yourself in what ways you can like just yeah. remind yourself of why you're great and Truly. really lean into that and i mean my tattoo was booked before the breakup but it was something where it felt really nice to just be like yeah this is something i'm just doing for me because i want it I think just doing things where you're like, this yeah. is for me. Change your hair. Get that man out of your hair, in the words <laughs> of Little Mix. Take a little space from your ex. Yeah, it takes a space. Even if ultimately you're hoping you'll be friends, just have a little bit of time because if you have the time and you don't need it, it's not a problem and chances are you might need it. Don't live in a relationship graveyard. Mm. Take down the pictures, get them to take their stuff if they live with you. Even if it takes six months. Um, even if you keep things for memories, put them away. Yeah, I think boundary that as well. Yeah. Again, I think something I sometimes before have found difficult is immediately taking things down, but I know ultimately it's best for me in that moment. Yeah. I don't like throwing things away. I think it gets to a point and I'm like, I'm ready to have this yeah. back now. It's like picking a scab because then you go and look at it. Yes. And you know it's just going to make you feel terrible. Yeah. Get drunk with your friends. Reconnect with your friends. Yeah. I mean, not that you've necessarily disconnected with them, but... You've got more space for them now. And just, yeah, remember 
that you've got lots of people who love you. Spend more time with them. Talk. <laughs> uh, listen to this podcast episode yes. about breakups. <laughs> Record a podcast with your friend. <laughs> yeah. uh, burn some of their shit. But be careful. Yeah. <laughs> have, have a friend there who will contain you. <laughs> or have a fire extinguisher. Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good sum up of dating tips. Not dating tips. Breakup tips. You got dumped. Remember? Yeah, I remember, Meg. <laughs> um, I'm realising that I didn't ask anybody what their gold stars of the week was on social, so we'll make sure to do that next time. Yeah. Do you want to go first this week? Okay, I've got like a light-hearted one, which is that I've been making all my lunches for work full of veggies and fruits i've actually been benefiting i got um some lasagna today yeah. which meg made from the biggest courgette i've seen in my life honestly that thing was a sex crime <laughs> i came back from holiday and it was on the side and i genuinely thought meg had maybe murdered someone with it, it really it quite threatening me. yeah i was like oh god is this i got the courgette because a volunteer at my work grew it in her vegetable garden but um Honestly, you could have killed a man with it. And you've not even used all of it. I saw this no. massive chunk of I it. I threw some away. <laughs> I actually um, went on a date uh, yesterday and I was talking about your giant courgette. <laughs> um, and when we parted ways at the train station, um, I went to the toilet and then she went to the toilet because I had to guard her bike. Mm-hmm. Um, came out um, from my turn in the toilet. Sorry, this is, I feel like I'm really getting hung up on the toilet of it Yeah, <laughs> I came out um, and she was on her phone and she was like, I think my phone has been listening to me. And she showed me this article, which was about this woman who grew a really big courgette. And I was like, the one in our flat is three times this size. And according to the guys at work, at no point does it become a marrow. Because they were like, surely these are marrows. And she said, no, because you plant marrows. These are just giant courgettes. That's a really good gold star, though. Yeah, it's really like, I feel... Like I'm kind of giving my body some good nutrition. Mm. Right, what's yours? So as I mentioned, I went to Brighton this weekend and I was staying with a couple of friends who I used to date, which was actually a really nice time, very lovely. But my gold star is that they, they're quite a social house in general. Mm-hmm. And I don't know their house super well, like the housemates were all really nice, but everyone came back and it kind of turned into a party. And I was like, I'm not feeling this. And I just went to bed. <laughs> And well done. It was a really nice moment where I remember visiting that house when I was dating them like a few years ago and that would have really made me feel guilty and like I wasn't very fun and it was very nice to just be like, I don't care if people don't think I'm fun. I'm sleepy and I want to be in bed. Yeah. I'd also started my period. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I would have been tucked up. But I would have then spiralled about everyone thinking I was boring because, you know, that is my buzzword. <laughs> That's your trigger. <laughs> my trigger word. Thank you all so much for listening. Yeah, I feel like I've really worked through some some shit in this podcast. And thank you all for answering our polls, giving your own stories, giving me lots of good breakup tips to get through my hard yeah. time. Do you think you're going to get through it better now that we've... I really think I will, yeah. yeah. you're healing, you're growing. And it's a very nice sense of unity with lots of other people who mm-hmm. I know are out there listening and have been through the same sort of thing. I'm sorry for Boba in the background. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can hear her. We've had to put her in Katie's bathroom. She's so horny. If you're not already following us on our socials, please do. We're at Slut Era Pod on everything, including TikTok, which I will start doing properly. Yes. Rate, 
Yes, please leave us five stars because it helps other people find us. Right, we'll see you guys very, very soon. For our next episode, which will be on dating apps. Yay! Slide era is coming soon.